Megillah, Perik Aleph, Mishnah Vav, 1-6, and another Mishnah in the long series of the Ain Bains. Here our Mishnah's topic is the topic of Nadarim, vows, which can come in two varieties. There's such thing as a as um, Nidre Isser, to take a vow that forbids one to get benefit from something. There's also Nidre Hektish, that one can declare something to be um, dedicated to the base of Mikdash as a proxy for Hashem. Now, the way that Nidre Isser work is essentially when I say something is forbidden to me through the power of a neder, it's as if it were an offering to Hashem, hektish, base of English property, just as much as the base of English property is forbidden to me, so to is that particular item or object or whatever category of thing I'm forbidding to myself. So the case of our Mishnah, I'm not going to read the Mishnah, I'm going to explain the Mishnah first. The case of our Mishnah is that Reuven says, I will not get any benefit from Shimon that could lead to me getting food. So that would mean, the simple thing would be that obviously I can't get an apple, Reuven can't get an apple from Shimon. I'm also, Reuven wouldn't be able to get a, a uh, you know, a, a mixing bowl from Shimon because that would be for making the bread to make the food. Um, but more than that, and this is the essential chiddush of our Mishnah, that anything which could be, um, that I get from Shimon, that Reuven gets from Shimon, that could be exchanged for or translated into money, or that would save Reuven money, which then could be spent on something else, he could allocate the money he saved to buying food, would also be forbidden to Reuven. So again, the point of our Mishnah is that when Reuven says, anything that could come to bring me food, is I forbid to myself, if it's coming from Shimon, that would mean that Reuven can get no benefit from Shimon, and not just from getting apples and getting, you know, borrowing forks, but also he also can't um, borrow Shimon's car because by borrowing Shimon's car, even though, of course, he can't eat a car and he can't use a car to make food, he's saving um, the 100 shekels he would otherwise use to have to rent the car, and by the 100 shekel savings, he now can use that money to buy himself dinner. So that is the the thrust of our mission. Our mission, therefore, what it says is, There's no difference if a person makes a blanket nether. He forbids any and all benefit from his friend, Reuben does from Shimon, let's say. There's no difference between that and lamudor mimenu machel, then one who forbids to himself from his friend Shimon, um, machel means food, but the understanding here is not just machel, but hanah hamevi, hamevi ledei machel, any benefit that would come to bring him food. So there's no difference. It's the same thing, since by getting any benefit, you could, under normal circumstances, sell that benefit, that perk, that fringe, or use that money to use that perk or fringe to save money and exchange it for something else. Ella, except for examples like Drisas Haregel, um, rite of passage, like say, like for example, walking through his backyard. Reuven can't borrow Shimon's car because the savings would equal could equal buying Reuven dinner. But Reuven using Shimon's backyard as a shortcut to get to Shul, well, that is a benefit to Reuven. Um, there's no way to sort of save money or exchange that right in some way to get money to purchase food. And therefore, um, Reuven would be allowed to walk through Shimon's backyard if the netter he took was a netter against um, food or things that could bring to food. Whereas if he says, a blanket, I forbid myself to get any benefit at all from Shimon, that would also come to include and therefore forbid him from walking through, from Reuven walking through Shimon's backyard. 
and also v'kelim she'en osin behen ochel nefesh, and similarly utensils that aren't used for making food, um, that also are not normally um, bought and sold. So that means, for example, I, I assume in your neighborhood, there's if you want to borrow a hammer from your friend, um, he'll give it to you, and there's no possible chance he could charge you by the hour for giving you his hammer. Um, and similarly, you couldn't rent out a hammer by the hour to anybody in your neighborhood. And that being the case, the Mishnah is saying here, if Reuven would have taken a blanket nether against Shimon, he couldn't borrow his hammer. But if Reuven takes a, a nether to not get any benefit um, that could come to bring him food, he would be allowed to borrow Shimon's hammer because there's no way to exchange that hammer or the borrowing of the hammer um, to, for money or to save him money that he would have had to spend elsewhere. Okay, and that's the point of our Mishnah. The second half of the Mishnah now turns to the other kind of nedarim, the neder of nidre hektish, that you declare something to be property of the base of Mikdash. Now, we're talking here, we're focusing here on um, a neder that would be, going, be giving as a carbon. And what's going to happen here is that um, if a person says, I'm committing to bring a carbon, and he points to this sheep, and he says, this sheep will be my ola, my offering. So the question is, um, what ha- what if that sheep dies or gets stolen? Does he have to get a new sheep? So we the mission here points out that there's two different kinds of nidre hektesh. Um, and one is a commitment on the person himself. I commit to bring an ola. And then I point my finger at that sheep and I say, and that will be it. The other version is a person says, I commit this sheep to be an ola. Not a personal obligation, but straight to the sheep. The sheep is identified as the ola. Um, in fancy Talmudic talk, it's between saying "Hare Alai," I commit upon myself. That's on the gavra, the person himself, as opposed to "Hare Zu," it's b- this particular animal that would be on the chef. It's on the chef, on the animal. So the Mishnah here says that if you there's two different words in the Talmudic lexicon for such nedarim. If you make a generic neder on yourself, a commitment to bring something, so then that's just called a neder. And one has to fulfill his obligation. And when he next goes to the, the next regal, when he goes to Yerushalayim, he has to bring the, whatever he committed to the base of Mikdash. And in fact, if three regalim pass, he doesn't, like we're going to begin at Rosh Hashanah, he's over the Isra of Los Acher, of not delaying to bring one's commitment. Um, that's all the Haray Alai. Now, if, that's the Ned there. The other possibility, the Haray Zoo, this animal, I say, listen, Hashem's been good to me. I want to give Bessie the cow to Hashem as a Eshlamim, let's say. So, peace offering. So, he, that's called the Harezu. It's Bessie is the offering. Bessie is the one that's, that's been committed and consecrated. And that's called a Nadava. Probably translated literally as like a gift. But the point is, I'm not taking a personal commitment. I'm making Bessie identified and committed to be and, and um, established as the offering. And that being the case, if the, and again, I have to bring Bessie as soon as possible, the first holiday, the first regal, and after three regal, I'm over Balta Acher, et cetera. The the um, the difference is, and the mission points this out, is what happens if now, difference, if I say Hare Alai, I'm going to bring my bring an Ola, and then I point it's going to be Bessie, or if I say Hare Zu, there's Bessie and she's an Ola. So the difference is, if Bessie gets lost or stolen, if I said Hare Alai, I made a generic Ned there to bring an Ola, and then only later on pointed that Bessie should be it, so then the burden's on me to bring one, and if Bessie gets lost or stolen, I have to, I have to replace Bessie with a new cow. On the other side, if I say Hare Zu, a Nadava, this particular animal is the gift I'm giving to Hashem. If something happens, the animal gets lost or stolen, so then, or the circumstances are beyond my control. Um, so then, um, 
I don't have to replace Bessie. Bessie's gone and there's no replacement. The word for replacement in the Mishnah here is achrayut. Um, the modern Hebrew word achrayut means warranty, and people, I think, oftentimes refer to achrayut means take responsibility, and would translate the Mishnah as whether or not you have responsibility for the animal. But the shoresh, the root of the word achrayut, has the word acher in it, like another, meaning a replacement. And that's the crux of the issue. Do I need to replace the animal I committed to bring, or identified it as going to be brought? So the answer is, as the Mishnah will say, there's no difference between a neder, where I say hare alai, a general obligation on me, the person, linadavos, or if I say hare zu, a commitment to a specific animal. In both cases, I must bring it as a korban in the given time frame, as I said before. Ella, the difference is, shehanadarim chayev yusan. If I make a neder on my person, I commit personally to bring a ola, and then the ola identified gets lost or stolen, or dies, so then I have to replace it, chayev and I'm obliged to replace it. Unadavos, eno chayev However, if it's in a dava, if I'd said this particular animal should be the ola, and then the animal, that animal gets lost, or it dies, then eno chayev I don't need to replace it, because the commitment was just that particular animal, animal's gone, so therefore there's no obligation to bring animals anymore.